everyone, my name is Maria Milosevic and welcome to EduTech XP. From Educational Technology Department and Zaland University, today we will be discussing how we can foster student engagement through cooperation and collaboration. And about this topic, we'll be talking with our dear guest, Dr. Cvetanka Walter, whose educational background is quite international. She holds a bachelor degree in the field of foreign language teaching from Bulgaria, master in intercultural communication from German University, and PhD in technology-enhanced learning from the university in UK. She has devoted her PhD in particular to the role of future-oriented reflection in the competence development of students during an internship abroad. In terms of work experiences, she has been working long as teacher and online lecturer in English and intercultural communication, as well as a scientific assistant in higher education. She has been involved in technology-enhanced learning since 2013, and all these years she has been gathering experience with it from the perspective of an educator, learner and researcher, which has enabled her to critically evaluate the use of digital technology in teaching and learning. Currently, Svetanka works as a lecturer at the International University of Applied Sciences and as an e-learning consultant and online tutor at Institute for Interdisciplinary Research. She also is training nowadays new skill, which is unlearning, which involves releasing what one has known and practicing what have worked in the past to make room for new learning. So. Without further ado, let's hear out Dr. Cvetanka Walter and her opinion on how we can enhance student engagement through things such as collaboration and cooperation. Dr. Cvetanka Walter, welcome. I hope you're doing well. Yes, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you. I would like to ask you to present yourself a bit more. Tell us about yourself. I mean, what are you passionate about? And the brief overview of your research background. I'm really passionate about helping students to find their own individual learning path. So I try to engage them in the learning process and to make connections between what they already know, what we are discussing in class now, and what their personal, individual, but also professional goals are so that it all makes sense and I encourage them to set their own goals and uh, on an ongoing basis to check uh, where they are, to determine what they want to learn more, where they need support, who can give them uh, their support. So reflection in the learning process is very important to me. You have this great experience, especially in online teaching, which actually leads us also to our next question, which is connected with online activities. When you, for example, create online activities, what is most important for, for you? Well, the most important point for me is to take a student-centered perspective. And I like to use constructivist approaches, which means that I believe that students create and develop their knowledge in communicating with other students in certain contexts and also using different information uh, sources. 
So I see the, the students as very active participants in the learning process. And I also see myself as a learner in that process as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, it's this like co-creation of the knowledge that people develop by coming from their own discourses. But when we talk about, for example, you said that your approach is constructivist. When you come either from that perspective or in general, all other perspectives that you take in, in your teaching. How do we foster and how do you in general in your classes foster active student engagement in learning? Well, this means that I as an educator have to offer students the possibility to engage with each other and also to give them the chance to learn from each other and with each other and also together with me. And what I like to use are cooperative and collaborative activities to engage students more in class, especially online. I believe that many students and many people who are listening to our podcast know some basics on collaborative and cooperative learning, but I think that many do get confused about that and maybe sometimes even mix the concept. So could you please tell our listeners what makes each of these learning approaches, collaboration and cooperation, unique as itself? You're right. Collaboration is a word that we use nowadays very often. And we also see it in different tools, which are advertised as collaborative tools. But while cooperation and collaboration are often used interchangeably, and this is understandable, they both refer to working in a group, but there are slightly different purposes in educational settings. So they are both useful and there are some common features. For instance, students work in groups and they have to achieve a common goal. This is an idea or a means of having meaningful and active learning. There is also social interaction in the group and both activities prepare students or give them an opportunity to practice 21st century skills. However, there are also some major differences. If we trace back the root of the words, they come from Latin. And in the case of cooperation, the stress is on the result, the product of the work. While in collaboration, what is more important is the process. So when we compare now in educational settings, cooperation and collaboration, uh, we have to bear in mind that cooperation is more independent work in a group, while collaboration means interdependent work. It implies that students work together to create new knowledge. Also, cooperative activities are often short or they are shorter than collaborative because they just need more time to develop group dynamics, to come up uh, with ideas and make a work plan and uh, share the roles and responsibilities. Cooperative activities can be part of collaborative activities as well. I would agree. Cooperation is more like 
kind of individual work in a in a group work where people have divided tasks and then we have collaborative process where the communication i would say needs to be on much higher level and it involves not only how people communicate in their relationship but also involves co-creation in the process for the final product and i think that's also something really really interesting about both of these approaches but For example, you have this extensive background in online teaching. When you think about what of these approaches, which one of them is more suitable for online learning setting? Well, I would say that they are both suitable and I use them both. They just serve different purposes. For instance, we can just have a look at what happens when there is a cooperative task and when there is a collaborative task. In the role of the teacher in a cooperative task is different than in the collaborative one. For instance, in a cooperative task, the teacher has more power and more control because he usually sets clear questions and expects clear answers. And usually students are divided in groups and they are asked to take different roles but they choose from a set of roles which the teacher has predetermined. So they divide the work and each student prepares his or her part of the work. The role of the student is to prepare certain part of the project and the tasks are usually more closed-ended and we can speak of knowledge transition and the task is usually short-term. So it can be used in shorter classes when you divide students in breakout rooms and they have a certain amount of time to find the answer to a certain question and then report back to the classroom. Now, this process can be part of collaborative learning as well. But in a collaborative activity, students will need more time to engage with this project task. The teacher loses a lot of control. He has to take new roles, the roles of a facilitator, the role of an organizer. Uh, He has less influence on the work process and results because it is the task of the learners to make a plan of their work, to choose which roles are needed and to divide the roles. This is more a student-centered approach and the attitude of the educator is to answer the question, how can I empower my learners to become autonomous learners? In comparison, in the cooperative task, the educator is also or rather concerned with how to structure the cooperative activity to give more structure there. Mm In the collaborative learning activities, uh, students are expected to make decisions together and those decisions have influence on the working process and the result. So you can't really predict it in advance because uh, you have different uh, people. And when you do this online, there's a difficulty that you can't really, um, or it's more difficult than face-to-face, the personality of the other learners like what are their strengths and their weaknesses. In the case of collaborative activities, you are not only working to solve a problem, but you also practice uh, questioning and listening. Do the roles 
change in a certain way when we move setting uh you mentioned breakout rooms so you were also basing your and focusing your story on online learning setting but do you think from your own perspective that the roles changes when we move learning setting from face to face to online um yes sure and as i gave the example of being online it is more difficult to learn the other person as well and especially if a collaborative task has to be carried out completely online the educator has to offer students uh, certain tools to enable the communication for instance i have to offer students a tool on which they can all work together and that they can see the changes that everyone has done also i have to think of different channels of communication so when we are in class i can offer the breakout rooms but people have to communicate in a way afterwards as well so i have to discuss with my students which other channels of communication are appropriate are they going to send emails to each other are they going to create a group and send uh, short messages are they going to schedule concrete days and times when they are going to meet let's say on Skype or uh, wherever so it is very important to support students and give them the tools that they need and as an educator i have to make sure that students know how to work how to use those tools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you think as an educator just what's your biggest role in such activities whether it's a cooperative or collaborative from your own perspective how you see it well collaborative projects are usually larger ones and when i have such an assignment it starts earlier in the semester so that students have several weeks and what is important for me is to include in the learning process time to reflect on how the work proceeds and to reflect on uh, the learning experience of the group and of each of the participants this is also a possibility to deal with misunderstandings and to check the understanding of uh, the students it also motivates students to take more responsibility If we talk now if we move further and talk about the skills what would we say which skills can learners develop when they engage in cooperative and which ones when they engage in collaborative learning activities Well basically some of the skills are the same for both activities as we mentioned at the very beginning students learn to work together they use different technology different digital tools they um, also practice the skill of presenting summing up information or critical thinking in deciding which source of information is reliable or what i'm going to use in my presentation but collaboration is of course especially useful in higher education when we think of also acquiring skills for the business world and skills which i find very important and can be practiced with collaborative activities are self management skills also building diversity understanding among students and staff because you have to learn to deal with different opinions giving and receiving feedback and also working with that feedback because you have to uh, give feedback to the ideas of the other participants feedback on their work how they contribute to the group of the work 
but you also receive such feedback and then you as a group have to learn to work with that feedback and use it. So negotiating, being creative, taking responsibility, of course, digital uh, skills, practicing different digital skills, not only using different tools, but also communicating online. What I find interesting is that this is also an opportunity not only for the students, but also for educators to train their skills. Can you tell me some your personal example of it or maybe something connected with the acquisition of 21st century skills, right? That maybe can be and is important for you. What I'm uh, training in this context is unlearning. Unlearning is conscious releasing of outdated mental processes or approaches and practices which no longer serve us. And this in turn allows the mind to take in and act upon what is relevant today. To give you a concrete example, especially in the last years, I have been unlearning the habit of formal learning and teaching, and I'm adopting a more agile learning and collaborative working approach. So, for instance, when I create a new activities and uh, courses online, I no longer do this alone as I used to do 10 years ago in face-to-face -face classes. I work closely with colleagues from different fields and uh, we design the activities and then we put those online. And for instance, I'm not always involved in the exam of the students as well. So there is sharing of responsibility for the content and also the teaching. And uh, what has also changed a lot is that I'm using a lot of students' feedback and reflections in uh, creating engaging learning activities. For me, from my experience, the biggest challenge comes with the assumption that because the idea is good and we want to try it, it should work. But the theory and practice are completely different. So for me, it is really important to discuss with the learners why we are doing what we are doing, to discuss their roles, their questions, their expectations, their uncertainties. And this is not only at the beginning, but also during the activity and at the end of a collaborative activity, because this is a learning process for everyone and we have to make clear as educators, that it is clear to us what the difference between cooperative and collaborative activities is, and also to make it clear to the students what is expected from them, and to support them to, to learn to take that responsibility for their learning. And this is a new skill, and it can be developed with these collaborative tasks. It is challenging because often there are misunderstandings. So we need to establish a culture of how we deal with misunderstandings. And it may be also a challenge that we need more time. We need 
not only time to solve a certain problem, to find an answer, but also to find the way to decide on one way which we as a group you want to follow to reach that goal. And it just takes more time. And very often we don't have that time. So that's why we uh, use activities which we call collaborative because students are asked to work together in a group. But actually, they are only cooperative. For example, when we talk about breakout rooms, isn't that kind of a mixed collaboration? Okay, it's a short activity, so but people do work in a group on a task. They are brainstorming and co-creating the conclusion for the task, right? Or trying to answer. Wouldn't that be kind of a part of both learning approaches? Well, breakout rooms are just a space. You create space online for people to meet and to discuss. So using breakout rooms doesn't tell us anything about the work that is done. I can have breakout rooms and then ask students to translate text and then just compare. So they work individually. If everyone writes, translates for themselves, and then they compare. But I can also use them, as you said, to brainstorm ideas and then come back. But the question is how the task is set and what I expect from them. You can use it for a cooperative task and you can also use it for collaborative tasks. I would like, before we come to an end of our interview, to ask you what is your take-home message for the listeners regarding these topics and, and the most suitable ways of fostering, in general, student engagement in learning process through co collaboration and cooperation and some closing thoughts in general on, on it. I can recommend collaborative and cooperative activities as uh, suitable for engaging students. Both approaches are very similar, but as educators and also as learners, uh, we should be aware that there are also clear distinctions. The takeaway message should be for educators, make sure that you are aware of the differences and choose the appropriate activities based on your learning goals and learning outcomes. Inform students about how to work collaboratively and make sure that everyone knows how to use the digital tools that you make available or recommend. And also acquaint students with their responsibility as a team member, because each and everyone takes responsibility for their work, but also for the work process of the whole team. And include reflections, make reflections part of your activities because they are very helpful in uh, supporting learners to learn how to learn, to help them take more responsibility and have more joy in the learning process. Mm -hmm. I would also say that uh, this reflection that you are mentioning, it's really, really important, especially in the collaboration phase, because from my point of view, it helps co-regulation of many communication issues and potential continuous communication development. And I would like to thank you so much for giving really great overview on collaboration and cooperation and how we can actually foster and what we are fostering through each of these perspectives and approaches and group works and it was really lovely having you at edutech xp hope that it was fine for you as well 
Sure, it was my pleasure. I hope this was useful for you and for the listeners. And as we are coming to an end of this episode, thank you one more time for listening and we really hope that you enjoyed our discussion with Svetanka. You could hear out some interesting information on how we can foster student engagement through cooperation and collaboration, what distinguishes cooperation and collaboration activities, what is their unique potential in educational settings as well, how they support students' acquisition of 21st century skills. To find out what is new in EduTech world, be free to follow us on social media and stay tuned till our next episode, which you will be able to listen in the same place and same time in two weeks. Have a nice day and enjoy EduTech XP. Mm-hmm.